Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please play responsibly. For help, visit MDGamblingHelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Hey, good morning. You're heading to the airport, right? Yeah, thanks for checking. I like the car. How long have you been a rideshare driver? About three years now. I really enjoy it. Isn't it hard to make money these days with the price of gas being so high? Not for me. I use Upside, the free app that gives you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get real money back when you get gas with the Upside app? Yep, I get real cash back every time I get gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I'll make around $200 to $300. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code CAR for an extra 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code CAR for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code CAR. Hi guys, welcome back to the Owl House podcast. Um, Hi, I'm happy to be here. <laughs> I'm happy to be here as well. Um, this week we had um, an episode heavily featuring our favourite character, King. I, did it? I don't think anybody voted him favorite on. No, but I think he did win like worst character <laughs> from a couple people. Right? I, I was joking. We voted him. He, he won worst character for quite, um, or least favourite character out of the main cast. We, 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 we did not like him. Well, um, we didn't like, we, we don't like the way that he's kind of set up to be like this joke character who would be like very mean all the time and stuff and like try to be a big guy when he isn't. But most of the time they use him for emotional stuff and we just find that really weird. Like he he's always having like yeah, and edgy teen moments when it seems like it really his character really shouldn't be like that. And in in this episode, um, there was a lot of that. There was the childish. There was that weird juxtaposition of child king, um, baby king, delusional baby king who thinks he's a king and who throws toys at people and who acts like a small child and edgy teen king who takes his problems incredibly seriously and and had that incredibly dramatic moment after he found out he wasn't the king of anything and that we were supposed to take incredibly seriously and it's those moments that I just cannot gel with whatsoever you can't have him both be treated like a child and um, be an incredibly serious character you it's it's not they they haven't set him up for that to be 
a thing that works well. It just works really badly in this series for some reason. So that's my thoughts on him. But what did what did this episode? How did this episode impact um, your feelings on King? Um, I don't, I don't know really if it changed how I feel about him. I'm just really, I really love the lore that was on display here. Like that, this was a very cool reveal episode. Um, I do just think kind of King's reactions and stuff weren't. They didn't get the reaction out of me that they were trying to. Like they were trying really, really hard to be like, you you will cry because King is sad. You will be sad because Ida and Luz are sad because King is sad. Like I didn't feel Yeah. Yeah, but it was completely completely unearned. Yeah, I didn't feel that at all. I was just kind of was a gasp to how cool the setting was and that monster and all the sort of very Perfect, perfectly vague backstory we got here. I would say. <laughs> yeah, I do feel that the uh, the emotional beats didn't quite connect with me, uh, but the but the lore is cool and, and King being well, just last week, right? We were talking about, or maybe it was off the podcast. I don't remember. But we were we were talking recently about like whether or not King having a secret backstory would come into play at some point, uh, and so now it seems like that's happening. Now it seems like there's going to be a mm-hmm. subplot about King's dad, King. The real King. Yeah. King's dad, bigger <laughs> King. And a secret island, and and apparently Ida, eight years ago, Ida was trying to find some place to hide from the Emperor. So I guess that means she probably didn't have the Owl House at that point, which is no wait no because she brought King straight back to the house. So actually, what was up with that? Yeah, what what is going on? I mean, why was she hiding from the emperor if she lived in the owl house, and why is she not currently hiding from the emperor? Like, why is the difference between Luz eight years ago? No, <laughs> not Luz. Um, Ida eight years ago and Ida now. So um, that is something that they probably didn't put much thought into. They probably just went, "We want a reason for Ida to be on this island, and that's it." Or something we'll learn. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I mean, hopefully, but for some reason, I don't think. Because I mean, she's I, like I still think... wanted, though. They just kind of never. Yeah, I mean, in the, in the, in the first episode of the of the season, they're like, exactly. What did they say? I forget why. They're just like, who cares anymore? You're not powerful. Yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. They did. They did literally say that for the season. Correct. Like, if she needed somewhere to hide from the emperor, why was she able to bring King home with her? Well, I think maybe that maybe there could have been a gap there. Maybe she did find King before she had the house, and then I don't know. Maybe it was after. Like we didn't see the we didn't see a an, a single flashback. It was like d- different moments. So I don't know. It, it could have been that. Mm-hmm. That's true. Oh, by the way, Baby King was absolutely adorable. Yes. <laughs> like so cute. Yeah, although this. It, it's weird that his is his skull actually part of his head. I guess it is because he, he was hashed out of his egg with it. True. Yeah, I, I didn't even realize that aspect of it. Yeah, I guess it is. Cubo. It's his. It's his. It's his dad's <laughs> skull that somehow went inside the egg. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> yes. And <laughs> oh my god. Um, I hope the big king is just like a big cat, like a big fluffy cat. <laughs> Yes, it is all very mysterious, this island that no one knows about and someone's gone missing. Like, I wonder, 
don't know. I wonder. I wonder how that could possibly be related to all the other plot stuff that's happening. Well, I, my vague theory is that, like, for whatever reason, the emperor attempted to wipe out demons or like this whatever tribe of demons or whatever. But I don't know. Um, while we were watching it, Tipsy said that the 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 monster um, was like a Metroid thing. And it was very similar to very similar to the recent Metroid thing, but I think too, just that whole environment was really like perfectly um, mysterious. Like the the weird environmental storytelling with like them having all those like rock statues everywhere, like that was all really interesting. Yeah, it's like it's like with the Palismans, where sometimes sometimes the lore in the Owl House is kind of bland, like the Emperor stuff. Um, that I haven't seen anything really gripping about that yet. But sometimes, like with the Palismans, it really grips me. And this is one of those moments where I really want to find out more about the demons and about King and his father. There's a lot of mystery going on and a lot of things we can theorise about. Um, like, if if he's the Demon King's son, is, is it the Demon King or is it a Demon Guardian? Who knows? And even Lilith says we might not know the full history for example. So um, a lot of intrigue in this episode that um, we don't get too often with the Owl House, so I really did appreciate mm-hmm. it for that. Yeah, because I um, again, I just found it very cool, the the whole thing, like, because that, that monster, like, was fixing those little rock structures a few times, right? And, like, King himself was, like, build, like, I think there's more to it than just like, when King was at home, he was building things out of toys and like those were things worshiping him but i i think there's like some other purpose for those like they're not they're not people unless they were people turned to stone or something i guess um but like why would they why would they have this instinct to like build things like that i think that's really cool that's a very good point i hadn't i hadn't considered that it's like some weird like tradition thing yeah i mean maybe do you think those little rock structures are like you're supposed to cast a spell on them and then they become those monsters or they'll just grow into them over time mm-hmm. anyway, maybe. Because they did, they did look like them. They had that yeah. weird head shape. Um, uh, but, and speaking of that head shape, there, I think Tulip, you specifically mentioned this at some point like last season, but there was a background character at Hexide that has a head shape just like that. She has like one eye. You thought she was cool, right? I remember you Yeah, I don't... Like I don't know how the heck I'm supposed was to Was the head shape the same as that? It's, it was like a moon type shape, so I'm sure they... I, th- this head this head is definitely more of like a boomerang type of thing. But yeah, like, I was gonna, just going to say, like, uh, you know, I was thinking moon and boomerang are not the, the same exact yeah, shape. But it, def- it, it reminded me of that. I don't know if there's some sort of connection there or what, but... Um, I think the action here was good, and I'm also uh, pleasantly surprised and glad that they're keeping... Hootie and Lilith as like a dynamic and that wasn't just like a one-off thing for that episode like that's just that's just their thing now and it's very funny <laughs> also portable Hootie exists <laughs> yeah that that was that was good too <laughs> just a, just a lot of questions that's the most questionable lore aspect of this episode is what the heck is going on with Hootie how is he able to just detach himself you know, I, I was I was wondering if when that happened, maybe the house itself would then like lose some kind of magic ability, or like I, I don't know. You know, they didn't go into that because then Ida just immediately left and followed them yeah. to the island. But 
lose ratcheting like three times. Hmm. It's funny. Because yeah, but because like, you know, Hootie's the house demon. Like, is there anything? You know, I, I was wondering maybe if. Well, Ida actually had just gotten out of the shower. I think that was the plot reason why she wasn't in the room at the beginning of the episode. But yeah. I was thinking, you know, what if she tried to turn on the shower and the water didn't work because it's magic and Hootie is gone now or something like that. Mm-hmm. This is exactly the sort of stuff we need to find out immediately. <laughs> News was trying to figure out what the glyphs meant. Like, um, she, she had, because I pointed out at the start of the episode, in the bottom left corner... She was trying to figure out what word, what command the light glyph meant and how it would interact with the other mm-hmm. glyphs. Um, did we see the glyphs she used to write the invisibility spell, or did they just not bother showing us that? Uh, I didn't notice it if they did. Yeah. What's I your did... guess? Like, obviously, light makes sense because that's like a visibility thing. But like, what would you combine that with out of the other options? Uh, I'd say you you can just write light three times, can't you? Yeah, that's oh, what I was yeah, going to say. But... Probably maybe something like that. I don't like that. That's <laughs> I mean, light, light, ice, or light, light, light. But light would certainly be the prominent one. Yeah, I don't know. But it it is good, though. Again, I just I like that this episode starts right where the other one like left. Like we're we're the the ball has been it's only three episodes so far but the ball has been rolling and like we haven't struck like some sort of some sort of episode that has felt unnecessary. But I mean you know again we're only three in <laughs> I guess yeah and, and like at the very beginning of the episode she was doing she was working with glyphs and I thought wait are we gonna like learn more about glyphs in this episode I thought it was going to be a king episode. Uh, and then we didn't really accept that the invisibility spell exists now, and that's for sure going to be that's going to continue to get used by the characters because mm-hmm. that's it's such a specific you know it only works as long as you hold your breath. It's good. Yeah, it's got a massive weakness, so it's the sort of thing where you literally hold your breath as you sneak into the enemy base, and um, and like they have a portal that spies on the emperor. Oh right, that. I forgot about that because they still haven't yeah. told us whether the Emperor was spying on Luz or us. I was just about to bring that up. Maybe maybe next episode we'll start right off the bat with, with them bringing that spell up. <laughs> like I thought maybe you were going to say next episode we'll start right off the bat with, you know, like looking for King Dad. I doubt that. <laughs> Probably not that. I don't know. They'll, they'll save that for a season of course they'll save that for another episode you know a few down the line like the like how they introduced the bat queen and then she was like a big lore thing later you know yeah king was trying to build um build something and i do think it might have been people he tried to build like the little you know the little thing that was his mom He, he tried to build more of those maybe his dad um is really good at building things or oh. I, I don't know Something like because that. also they also they said you know like these uh like these ruins are hundreds of years old or whatever when when Lilith was like looking at the the drawings on the walls and um that's that definitely predates the emperor who's only 50 years old so mm-hmm. i don't know it could yeah. be 
This could be something interesting there. I guess that could be a reason why Loth doesn't know the history, because all the history she learned was, was Emperor history, probably. Oh, that would make sense, because if it's a um, if it's an, an empire, the Emperor might have just... Like, the Emperor told them that demons were never united until Bayless's rule. That is totally propaganda to erase the hierarchy yeah. that the demons had before, and that the Emperor completely annihilated. So... Also, demons aren't united under the Emperor's rule now, are they? They have, like, demon hunters and stuff. Well, um, I mean, they're more. I mean, there's lots of demons under the Emperor. Like, lots of students at Hexide who are demons. Um, but those are witches. <laughs> as we determined last episode. I mean, I think we just haven't had clarification, so we don't really know. We're thinking yeah, too much. Yeah, so, <laughs> something like that. Um, but yeah, we have... But yeah, I think it's definitely propaganda. Yeah, I definitely... This episode did definitely do a good job of giving us lore while also having a plot and making the lore feel like it was a good, like, spoonful. Like, I want to see more, but I don't have to see more right away because this gave me a lot to think about. It wasn't, like, a, a super brief, like, they explained King's backstory for no reason type of type of thing and then we're just like, oh, okay. Like, it felt... This felt uh, like a very substantial episode. It's certainly going to be important down the line, isn't it? Yeah. Oh man, I just I I, I literally forgot until right now that we have to come up with an, a rating for that. I don't know. I don't think I can because the because I feel like on a completely different scale to the previous episode. Um, I did like before we go into that. I did like some of the. Um, I didn't like all of the banter moments. Like, Luz being the straight man is never interesting to me, but. Um, Unless it's with Eda and Lilith, then it's kind of funny. But um, I did like some of the family banter in this episode, like when Luz and King were being friendly with each other in the middle of it. It was sweet. Yeah. And that's it. <laughs> um, so do do we want to rate it? Do Or do you, you guys genuinely don't have things in mind? I mean, I think we have to. I don't think we could. We can get away with not doing it. Yeah, because I think our fans will be disappointed. Just the number of people <laughs> watching this video are just going to completely rage against us if we don't give the episode a rating. Well, I, know, I would. Yeah. No, you go yeah. to it. You go to it. Uh, okay. Uh, I don't know. That's what I was just going to say. Like the episode had definitely cool lore stuff, and we've been talking about that this whole time. But the but then you know the other contents of this episode now I, I, I kind of felt like it was a little like I felt like it was long while I was watching it which isn't a good sign because that means I'm like bored by it yeah I, I kind of did too but I was like I was glad that it was long though because like they, they I was worried they would end it before giving us like a good lore hook and they and they didn't like they, they got to King's dad realization and stuff like if, if they ended the episode before that I would have been bothered yeah, and you know that this is that they spent a lot of time on the emotional king stuff, which yeah. definitely you know if, if any episode warrants it, it's this one because it's all about his, you know, backstory and his whole like worldview being shattered about like who he thinks he is. Yeah, and I'm I'm sure that stuff works for other people too. Like I'm sure maybe people who are who are able to get much more invested in the show than us probably are. Um, totally okay with king being that way and like it's just kind of our weird opinion his reaction was really well, not, not weird because it's our our 
our, us as a whole all agree on that opinion so like it's just our thought on that yeah because his reaction was really off-putting to me because if you look at the more you mow the more you know bemo's entire response in that episode is i mean it can be incredibly serious and dramatic but bemo is still bemo still a child in trying to process a very difficult world king here goes king could have had a childish reaction and it could have been extremely emotional as a childish reaction but no they decide to have him decide he's going crazy and it's like in in an adult way and it's like no that's not that's not fun and that's not sympathetic because it just kind of makes king well no i think this i think this episode does sort of focus on making king act like a child like you know it had baby king but then even modern day king is like you know has these delusional fantasies sort of yeah so and then breaks down when it turns out not to be true like that that's a childlike thing to do yeah but it's just the way the way he spoke about it his his actual reaction didn't seem like one a child would have in, in any circumstance um like someone who was aware that it, he seemed to be far too self-aware of how um stupid the whole thing was rather than um like a massive u-turn which seemed a bit silly for him to be that intelligent when he'd been believing that delusion his whole life it it is something off-putting to me that but that's what king is always like though yeah okay so uh so i feel bad about this because the lore is really cool and i really love the those guardian things you know jean-luc as he was called as king named it at the end um, but besides all the lore, I don't think I would probably like want to go back to rewatch this episode. So I'm feeling like six out of ten. Whoa! Mm. I mean, Our House is about six point five as a TV sh- as a cartoon. So I would say it's a six point five episode. Woof. Um. Hmm. I don't know. This is tough because the 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 lore is so cool. the The dynamics were were fun and cute, particularly Hootie. Mostly, I, I felt. Um, and King was like again, like this. This is the ep- this is the episode where it's a little. It's okay for King to have a reaction like that, but. I do agree still that because what what my disconnect here is is like it's kind of weird to me that he was so invested in this delusion that he was a king because like Ida said he was king once and like then what he 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 came up with this whole backstory from vague memories like I I, I think like well, that should, makes sense to me I don't know should but sh- should he be crying over it or should he be like oh I finally understand you know I don't really I don't really know what reaction would make more sense. I don't know. It's a little. It's. I don't. Know. I, I'd have to think about it more. We just watched it freaking twenty minutes ago. <laughs> but um, I mean, I would rewatch this one though. Tulip said she wouldn't go back to this one, but I I would. Um, I think one thing too. This is a very stupid thing to say, but I do think that they could have made the they could have made John Luke scarier. And I feel like they they missed a lot of opportunities to frame it in cooler ways and stuff, which is which is a weird thing to say, 
but I don't know. I was wondering if there was going like... to be corpses on the ceiling when Luz looked up. I was like, oh my god, this is a horror movie moment, and there's going to be dead bodies all over the ceiling, and we're going to go, holy crap, our house just did something terrifying. But no, it didn't happen. I mean, that's something the show would do. <laughs> yeah. It would be out of the ordinary. I would not it. be surprised to see it, yeah. I just I just feel like even, like, um, as as cool as that monster was, like, that's probably my favorite monster design and concept from the whole series so far, honestly. Um, but yeah, I, probably I think agree. they I think they could have done more with the action to make it more interesting. Because, like, I'm thinking back to uh, the library episode with that creepy bunny thing. Like, I feel like they... It, that bunny thing was kind of like a joke to an extent, but like um, the ways that they framed that and the way the action played out was was more exciting there. And I feel like they they missed an opportunity a little bit to make the action here as exciting as that when it definitely should have been because of how freaking cool all the setting was and the monster was and all that stuff. But also maybe that's just me setting weird expectations because I've seen so much horror esque pseudo horror stuff in animation and whatnot but um i don't know i'm looking i rated episode one a seven and i think this was better than episode one um yeah it's difficult because there's some parts of this episode that are outstanding like better than definitely better than the previous few episodes and probably some of the best bits in the show Um, but amity wasn't in it Everybody wasn't in it (laughs) yeah you know i kind of feel like my opinion might change on this with hindsight but yeah for now, I'm feeling six. I'm gonna say this is, I'm gonna say this is eight. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. What was the title of this one? I forgot. You know what? I didn't even. Oh, it's something past. Some echoes of the past. Hmm. It's kind of generic. <laughs> it wasn't any, it wasn't anything to do with echoes in this episode. They could have, you know, if there was, I then I think that would have been a good title. But then. There's but, gonna be like a really stupid episode next week, and it's gonna be like. Um, Blues and Willow have to bully Principal Blum um, to not get expelled and I'm going to end up giving the episode 10 out of 10 or something I can feel <laughs> it in my bones No, next week we'll have the the they shrink, in, they shrink down to small size and have to go inside and fight a sickness in somebody episode We already had that episode, didn't we? They did shrink already. You're right, you're but right. not a but not a go inside someone's body episode. They'll go inside Ida's body to fight the owl virus. They'll learn about the, uh, the 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 bile sac. They'll they'll be our bile sac lore episode. That would actually be pretty sick. <laughs> or um or or tulips a dinner party episode might happen too. We'll see about that. <laughs> I don't know if that prediction is valid anymore since since last week sort of covered. They did release like the plot synopsis for the entire season that and we were not going to look at that. So <laughs> we no, of course we not. don't know. We don't know what's coming. We're gonna have people commenting in the comments, Oh and gee, dinner party episode in three weeks. <laughs> Listen, I'll lose my mind if there's actually a dinner party episode. And also, now you're going to have to include, like, that screenshot in the video. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. I guess for context, for context, Tulip had a dream about an episode that seemed like a very realistic No, episode. no, that, that one wasn't a dream. I've, I've had dream episode synopsis before. That one wasn't but a that dream? One was just, no, no that, the Owl House one was just one that I thought, like, oh. yeah, this could happen. Okay. Then we have, we have a headcanon episode that will become real. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Shall we stop? Okay.
Yeah, we're done. Thank you so much for listening. Please stay tuned for other podcasts coming real soon. If you're enjoying this series, please leave a review for it. We'd love to know what you think. Also consider subscribing to my YouTube channel, Crowned Cryptid, where I post reviews and news videos about cartoons, and I also upload these podcasts early there as well. Have a nice day! Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.